Good to see everybody here this morning. We're glad to have visitors with us. Uh, we're so glad that you are here and hope you will come back and visit again any and every opportunity that you have. Uh, we wish to give a shout out to our brothers and sisters at the Knowles Assisted Living. Remember, I was there with you last Sunday and I'm only up here on the screen this Sunday. But we're glad you were there. You were always in our thoughts and prayers and we love each and every one of you. You're here and you're visiting. Remember, we do have a back-to-school meal uh, this, uh, this morning after services. Uh, to my knowledge, there is no mystery meat, which we used to get at school. You remember, you weren't quite sure what that was. I don't think there's any of that, but uh, please stay. We have, we'll have more than enough. And Philip, glad you're here. I saw you uh, struggle to get in. Uh, hopefully, you'll be getting to feel better and talk to you in a little bit. Uh, this morning we're going to be talking about a passage called Greater Than Solomon. And one way I think we will know this is going to be talking about Jesus came from one of the verses of the psalm Thurl just led. Did you notice the words? Something each and every one of us can say. I was lost, but Jesus found me. I say that. I hope each and every one of us realize all of us have been lost. And the only hope we have... Jesus finding us and us finding Jesus. That's the important thought we should have each and every day. Greater than Solomon. We're going to be in Luke chapter 11. In Luke 11, Jesus says some things to a crowd about the society around them. People wanted proof that he was the Messiah, the promised Savior. His responses are interesting. His responses are very interesting. I want us to take a closer look at those here this morning. As the crowd grew larger, we read starting in verse 29, Jesus said, the people who live today are evil. I believe the same could be said at any time anyone is ever alive. I think it can be said today. I think it could be, have been said a thousand years ago. Certainly Jesus said it 2,000 or so years ago. A large percentage of the people alive at any given time are lost. And by being lost, they almost certainly are looking for ways to live for themselves instead of following God. That's the, should be, the defining difference between people who are lost and people who are part of God's family. Jesus said the people living today are evil, are evil. What were they doing? Well, look at the other verses here. They want to see a miracle for a sign but no sign will be given them except the sign of Jonah. They were wanting to see some proof. Prove to us that you're the Messiah, despite the fact that Jesus had just performed a miracle. Despite the fact that he had done many wondrous and marvelous things. It's unfortunate, but sometimes, right, people cannot see what's right in front of their face. Some of the boys here will remember if they think back that Looking back now, you can't really imagine how you didn't realize this young girl actually liked you. She may have been right in front of your face and you just oblivious to the world. Ladies, that obliviousness does not go away when the man gets married. Okay? Do not assume, please, for your husband's sake, do not assume he understands much of anything that's going on. Be blunt. More than just not reading your mind, speak plainly so we have an opportunity to understand but here the people back on target the people were saying show us a sign come on prove it are you the messiah or not they've been doing that all along so jesus is getting a bit frustrated 
says, you all are just a bunch of evil people. You want to see the sign? I tell you, the only sign you're going to see is the sign of the prophet Jonah, the sign of Jonah. Jonah had been a prophet in the Old Testament who was sent to the capital of Assyria named Nineveh over in the east. Nineveh, Jonah. God had told Jonah to go and tell the people of Nineveh that judgment and doom were coming. Go tell them that unless they change, they've had it. Right? Jonah really didn't want to do that. So he got on a ship and tried to sail away from God. What happened? He got swallowed by a giant fish, didn't he? And then after a couple of days, the giant fish burped. And Jonah's out on the shore, right? Don't you know he smelled wonderful, right? Don't you know he smelled wonderful? Jonah eventually went and preached to the city of Nineveh, the people of Nineveh, and to his surprise, they changed. Now, there's a whole additional story you could talk about about how he got really upset. He wanted them wiped out. He didn't want them to change. When you tell people God really wants you to change, first of all, mean it. Care whether people change or not. And second, be happy when they do. An entire city, the book of Jonah tells us, changed their way. Now, what exactly they gave up, I don't know for sure. But they changed. They repented. Now, Jesus speaks about the sign of Jonah. sign of Jonah. Elsewhere, Jesus uses this phrase to relate to Jonah spending three days and three nights in the belly of this great fish to the fact that he was going to spend three days and three nights, we're even told, in the belly of the earth. Okay? That's not the meaning of the sign of Jonah here. The sign Jesus is speaking of is this sign that resulted from Jonah's preaching of repentance. The only thing he says they're going to get is the sign of Jonah, this repentance that occurred when Jonah spoke. Because look what else he says. On judgment day, which is coming, I don't know when, but it is coming, the people of Nineveh, those who repented when Jonah went to them, they will stand there and condemn you. They turned to God when Jonah preached, and yet here is something greater than Jonah right in front of you. The people of Nineveh changed the way they lived when Jonah was there, and yet something greater than Jonah standing right here in front of you, and you aren't listening. So on Judgment Day, the people who didn't pay attention to Jesus are going to see, I would think, it's kind of like some finger wagging from the people at Nineveh. You had the opportunity to listen to Jesus and you didn't. Right? I can imagine that kind of gesture. So he tells the crowd that if they ignore him, they really aren't going to have any excuse. Even the pagan people of Nineveh turned toward God at the preaching of Jonah. And Jesus is certainly so much greater than Jonah himself. He also then said, on judgment day, the queen of the south will stand up with the people who live now. This queen of the south is almost certainly the queen of Sheba. You've probably heard of the queen of Sheba. Usually when they make a movie about Solomon, it'll be about this beautiful queen of Sheba that comes up, captivates Solomon, and he's captivated by her. Probably a queen from down in Ethiopia. Queen of Ethiopia. And I say this because I've run into people who don't know Ethiopians were black people. 
the black people are throughout the Bible. Let's make sure we don't take some European viewpoint of any of this. A beautiful black woman from the South comes up, the queen. She came to see if the wisdom of Solomon was as great as she had heard it was. She says, I had to check for myself. I'd heard that you were a wise man, so much wiser than anybody else. I had to see it for myself. First Kings tells us that he was so much wiser. And there's a picture that King Solomon himself may actually have scribbled. No, I'm kidding. That came off of Google, somebody's impression of maybe who the Queen of the South was. But the point is, she came and she listened and heard the wisdom of Solomon. So look again at what Jesus says. On Judgment Day, the Queen of the South will stand up with the people who live now. She, the Queen of the South, will show them that they are guilty because she came from far, far away to listen to Jesus' teaching. I'm sorry, to Solomon's wise teaching. And I tell you, someone much greater than Solomon's here. You see his point? She traveled far to hear the wisdom of Solomon. She went a long way, and the people right in front of Jesus aren't listening to him. They won't listen. So she too, just like the people of Nineveh, there will be apparently a lot of finger wagging going on on the Day of Judgment to the people of that time, saying, why didn't you listen to Jesus? The Queen of the South came a long way and listened to Solomon. The people of Nineveh listened when Jonah came. Let me tell you a little secret. Don't make the mistake of saying, yeah, these people should have listened to Jesus. Because when I point at those people myself, I point at me. Because how closely is society today, how closely really are we listening to what Jesus tells us about how we should live? So someone so much greater than Solomon, someone so much greater than Jonah, right there. He's right here today. We need to listen to him as well. As I say, people listen to Jonah, they listen to Solomon, and here was the Son of God, someone so much greater than Jonah, someone so much greater than Solomon, people ignored him to their destruction. What did Jesus want people to hear? What did Jesus want people to know? What was this message that they were going to ignore to their destruction. What was this message that if they ignored, they were going to get finger wagging by the uh, happened by the people of Nineveh, by the people uh, from the south with the queen? Go back a couple of verses in Luke 11 and look at what he had started to say. I've skipped ahead to give you the so what. Well, look at what he said at the front that they were going to be ignoring. Back in verses 27 and 28, it's really funny here in a strange way. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out to Jesus, blessed or happy, happy is the mother who gave birth to you and nursed you. Now this makes sense to some extent. If Jesus was so great, surely his mother must be great too. His mother Mary must be great too. Well, unfortunately, some of our religious neighbors do in fact bless and elevate Jesus' mother Mary beyond anything mentioned in the Bible. Jesus could have said, you know, you're absolutely right. My mother Mary, let me tell you about her. Whoa, and they're going into all sorts of things about Mary. He doesn't do that. He says, he's not, he loved his mother. He's not belittling his mother. But he says, wait a minute. There's a lot more important stuff to think about than my mom over here. Right? 
What does he say that's more important than his mother? And to me, that's the mistake our religious neighbors make. This verse, if anything, would say, Mary was a wonderful woman, the handmaiden of the Lord, faith beyond belief, the one God chose to give birth and to raise his son born into this world. Yet, Jesus says more important than that, no, blessed are those who hear the teaching of God and obey it. The woman had said, blessed and happy is the woman who gave birth to you and who nursed you. Jesus' response is, well, yes, no. He actually contradicts. He says, no, the important thing is happy and blessed are those who hear the teaching of God and obey it. Jesus would have none of elevating his mother above the importance of each individual person hearing what God had to say and listening to it. So let me really short this morning to some extent because this is a really important thing I want us all to think about, to keep in mind today and this week. Our relationship with God is based really and truly upon one and only one thing. God's grace, I was lost and Jesus found me. God's grace coming through Hearing, as Jesus said, the teaching of God and obeying it. What does that involve? It involves, if I'm not already, becoming a member of God's family. The teaching of God, the good news is, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The good news is, Jesus said, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. The good news is Jesus said, I tell you, unless you repent, you will perish in the same way. The good news is Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. We need to become a member of God's family, and we need to become the kind of person that God wants us to be by turning away from living for ourselves and living for God. We've been studying that a lot here in the last few weeks and months fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, add to our faith virtue, and virtue, all the different things that we added up because it all adds up. Rather than focusing on Jesus' mom, as wonderful as she was, and I'm not in any way saying she wasn't a wonderful woman, who else was honored the way she was? Jesus says, no, the really important thing is hearing the teaching of God and obeying so my plea to anyone here today is if there's something that's not right in your relationship to God, please don't leave. Please don't leave here without making it right. We can pray to God, take your name before God. All of us need his help and his grace. Ask forgiveness if there's something that you need to, for, to turn away from. If you're not a member of his family, most, one of the most important things Jesus said is, Happy and blessed are those who hear the teaching of God and obey it. Please do that today. The call is yours as we stand and sing.